Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. John, well, what an incredibly beautiful day we have out there. I, I wish we could say the same about the economy and... Yeah, the markets are uh, challenging. The weather is beautiful. Um, it is. We, we live out in the country, and uh, we actually take our garbage to the dump ourselves, and the dump has been crazy busy. People are in their homes yep. with nothing to do, and they're cleaning stuff out, <laughs> yes. and the bins are full. And uh, so, yeah, it's just kind of a sign of the times. It really is interesting to have seen um, all the people at the dump, you know, getting rid of stuff yeah it's very interesting times out there um people doing a lot of unusual stuff right now you know watching a lot of videos at home and um hopefully listening uh, to us hopefully listening to us exactly and so uh and we have you know some very interesting topics i mean we're we're on the same topic of course you know i mean this isn't going away i mean we're going to talk about the cares act john which you know goes into effect like immediately now Mm -hmm. um you know here in april and um you know, there's a lot to talk about. There's a there's an unprecedented amount of money that is being poured into um, individuals' hands and into small businesses' hands very, very quickly. And so, you know, we got to talk about that because it's it's going to have an effect. Um, yeah, you know, it's going to it's yeah. needed too. It's positive. It is needed. It is needed. I think there are going to be some unintended consequences that I want to talk about as well, but. It's still, it's very, very interesting because, I mean, so we're going to dig into that because the details are out on the street now. Yeah, and then we're going to kind of jump into a similar type topic. It comes from Forbes, really well-written uh, discussion about, uh, is it time to buy stocks? And it kind of looks back at history a little bit and puts this in perspective. Um, we look back at 2008 and some of the, the, the data and some of the research that we saw coming out of that and uh, some things to do and some things not to do. So uh, stick with us through that. And a lot of people are doing just that. So it's very interesting mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we see a lot of people that are optimistic that are adding money now. So um, that's a, a great topic. Um, by the way, I'm Steve Marbert. I'm a Dave Ramsey advisor and a certified financial pro with over 25 years experience of providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis. I'm a Dave Ramsey certified counselor. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 25 years. We're excited to have you listen to us today on our weekly show. Our podcast up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website, moneymd.net. You know, this is the third week in a row we've we've talked about the coronavirus and and we try to bring, you know, uh, reality to this and some history and some facts and so forth. So if you haven't listened to the last two weeks, go check that out. It's on the website. We also have a Facebook page. We um, we put a weekly prescription of the week up there. Uh, just some encouraging tips uh, as we go through this uh, challenging time. Yeah, and link to us off the website. Send us your questions. Um, you can link to us right there at uh, uh, moneymd.net. All right, John, we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, this has to do with the um, the new CARES Act. And um, for folks that are eligible for the uh, the cash under the new relief law, and, and we're going to go into that here in the details in a minute, but the fastest way to receive it is to make sure that you filed a tax return for 2019. And if you haven't done that, 2018 is is acceptable. They're basically going to look at 
the data they have on file, and they're going to direct deposit that money into people's bank accounts. Yep. And uh, probably two weeks out, two and a half weeks out, but that should be direct deposited. Um, it's going to be a boost, immediate boost, which is going to be needed. Um, if you haven't had to file a tax return, um, you know, in your Social Security recipient, they'll have that information and they'll put it in your bank based on that. There, if you haven't, if you're not in any, either one of those categories, um, you may have to submit something online. But um, yeah. for the majority of people, it's going to be pretty quick and it's going to go directly. It's not going to be a check for most people. It's going to go directly into the bank account, which is good because that speeds it up. Yeah, even veterans benefits. Um, they'll have your information as well. So. So, yeah, they're going to be putting it right in your bank account just a couple weeks out. So um should be very, very quick, and uh, it's going to be a big boost. Um, you know, so we're going to jump in the details of what that entails here in just a minute. Um, you know, but if you're, you know, if you're below a couple hundred thousand dollars a year for a joint uh, couple, you're, you're for a married couple, you're, you're going to be getting those checks for sure. Um, all right. Uh, great fact of the week, and that leads us right into this, John, which is... The CARES Act, um, you know, we're going to talk about this in, in, in some details because they finally they, they've released some details mm-hmm. now. I mean, you know, up to we, we've talked about this for a couple of weeks now, but all we had was very sketchy details about what it what it really meant. Well, now they've released the details. And so we have some of that. And so we want to dig into that because this is an unprecedented amount of money that's being poured into the system here very, very quickly, John. And I mean, it's going to have. Yeah, obviously some very positive effects because people do need the money. There's so many people that are out of work and, you know, living hand to mouth and, you know, don't have a proper emergency fund and they can't make it even a month without a paycheck. And so <clears throat> this is going to address that pretty quickly here. You know, it's it's going to take a couple of weeks. So they're, they're, they're still going to be scratching for a couple of weeks, but still. Um, and then for small businesses, it's the same thing. I mean, there is... We've never seen a small business program that is going to dump the kind of money into small businesses <clears throat> that this program is going to do, and it's a remarkable amount of money. I'm a little nervous about some of the unintended consequences that may happen from this, which are probably certain to happen from mm-hmm. this, um, which we'll talk about as well. But <clears throat> nonetheless, um, you know, it is needed, and uh, I think it's going to do a pretty good job of keeping small businesses afloat for, uh, you know, for a while, for, for a couple months uh, at least. So we'll dig into that. But um, anyway, you know, the first part of it, John, is the, the checks that you, we just talked about in the financial fact of the week, and that is $1,200 per person, $2,400 for joint, um, plus another $500 for children <clears throat> that are under six, that are 16 or under, I believe is what it is, um, for qualifying children. And, so, um, you know, the checks are going to be reduced for 5% for the uh, amount above adjusted gross income for $75,000 for individual or $150,000 for joint. And that means that the checks will completely phase out if you're individually making more than 99000 or 198000 for joint. So if you make more than that, you're not going to be getting a check or it's not going you're not going to have that deposit into your your account that we just described. Um, <clears throat> but for everybody else underneath that, it's going to be a, a, a nice boost. Um, and individuals, you know, they do, as you mentioned, they'll have to file a, a tax return for 2018 or 2019 um, or be receiving Social Security or veterans benefits in order for that to be deposited 
into their checking account. <clears throat> um, they haven't really given us the details of if you don't fall in any of those categories of how you yeah. get your check. I, I don't. I, I did don't see know. A, a Mnuchin. I saw an article and he said there's going to be a, a web portal that you're going to have to go into if you want to get a you know okay. deposited. So there there is going to be a way, but that hasn't come out yet. Yeah, there hasn't really come out yet. Yeah, the payments will be deposited directly into your bank account. Um, around the seventeenth uh, is what they're suggesting. Um, or mailed if uh, if 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 you don't have a direct deposit information on file with them, um, and it's not taxable. It's tax free yeah. money. Nice, nice. The second big piece, and that's a huge benefit there. The second big piece of this, and there's a couple pieces here, but small business forgivable loans, and it's called the Paycheck Protection Program. Yeah. So small businesses less than 500 employees are eligible if they make a good faith certification that the loan is necessary due to the you know current economic conditions caused by the COVID-19 virus and apparently no proof is necessary so it's pretty it's pretty wide open here it's pretty you know? wide open so, yeah i can't imagine too many small businesses turning this down let's hope it's it's <clears throat> utilized correctly um you know in the spirit of you know helping everybody here so under the program lenders will provide two and a half times the average monthly payroll up to $100,000 of income per person, and it's a total of up to $10 million. Wow. These loan, yeah, it's a, a massive amount. The loan proceeds will cover eight weeks of payroll and with uh, about 25% covering a variety of other costs. And the amount is forgiven tax-free if it's spent on payroll for eight weeks plus another 25% on the other expenses. So, yeah, it's free money for these small businesses, and it really is going to be a lifeline for them. Yeah, it is, and it's <clears throat> it's a lot of money. So it's yeah, I have to think there's going to be a lot of businesses that you know maybe weren't affected, you know, and 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 yet they're gonna they're they're gonna be getting this money. So there's going to be again. So, let's hope people are fa- yeah. you know just let's do the right thing here. Let's hope so. No doubt, you know, if they don't need it, yeah. And incredibly, John, I mean, here's the part that really opens my eyes. Incredibly. Self-employed, sole proprietors, freelancers, gig economy workers. I mean, guys out here driving Uber, Uber, yeah, right? right. <clears throat> you know, um, they can apply for this themselves and get eight weeks of free income uh, plus the twenty-five percent for other expenses. So why wouldn't they apply? I mean, if yeah. you're if you're self-employed, you're kind of in control of your mm-hmm. your. Uh, so you're anyway, I mean, why wouldn't they, they're going to apply. I right. mean, that's just, this is free money, free income for eight weeks. So, wow. That's, uh, plus the rebate that's, checks. That's right. Yeah. Plus the rebate checks. So there's going to be, yeah, there's going to be a lot of money there. That's, that's eight weeks of income. Boom. Right there. Just coming right out and, um, up to a hundred thousand dollars per year of income per person for eight weeks. So <clears throat> that's incredible. All right, so then there's the enhanced unemployment, which is the other huge part of this, John. Um, you know, it's the expanded unemployment insurance benefits that provide up to 39 weeks of pay, um, you know, for normal unemployment lasts for 39 weeks. Um, but they've increased that weekly benefit for four months of $600 per week extra. So that's like $2,400 per month extra for four months. And so you add those two things together, what a normal uh, unemployment insurance looks like, plus the the $2,400 a month, roughly, and you come up with about $3,600 per month to pay for four months, um, plus another five months of normal unemployment, which was about $1,200 a month. That's a long roadway. I mean, runway. You know, I mean, very long runway. It really gives people some, um, you know, and it also gives the economy a chance to to start back up once this thing is under control. So, 
Yeah, that's a lot of money, $3,600 a month um, for unemployment for four months. So, wow. I mean, so all these folks that are laid off, you know, or furloughed um, should be able to tap into that, you know, pretty immediately. And, you know, this benefit is available not only for unemployed worker, but also for part-time workers, for furloughed employees, self-employed workers Mm -hmm. as well, which have never, you know, had access to unemployment insurance. And of course, I mean, the only reason a sole proprietor or a self-employed worker wouldn't um, take the the loan maybe is because they could collect unemployment for four months at $3,500 per month, you know, if if their income is, is not more than that now. Yeah, so you um, can't do both. Can't do can't, both. Can't double dip on these. No, you can't double dip because if you get the loan, then you're not unemployed. Yeah. Because they're mutually exclusive. Yep. But I have to say, you know, I, and, I, and I hate to say it, but <clears throat> with this unemployment benefit for self-employed folks, um, that could be very difficult for, uh, you know, if, to get people to work after, the, you know, after we start back up. If they're on unemployment and they didn't make that much before, it's actually could be more than what they're making, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, and it lasts for four months. So, you know, why would they go back and you know, be a waiter at the restaurant if uh, if they can collect an employment for free for three more months. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a little bit it makes me a little nervous that, you know, there there could be some unintended consequence of not being able to get people back when yeah. the restaurants do open. They won't be able to get their employees back. So there's an obvious disincentive there. But nonetheless, it's a needed benefit. And no <laughs> doubt. And another provision is uh, student loan payments are deferred until September the 30th. And uh, this regulation basically suspends uh, all required payments on federal student loans through September the 30th. And during this time, there's not going to be any interest that will accrue either. So I don't think that um, impacts the the private loans, just the federal side of it. That's right. um, But that's a great, uh, great step. Another one is paid sick and and, uh, family medical leave. Um, the, the federal paid sick leave requirement for coronavirus-related needs adds two weeks of sick leave for employees home with coronavirus related sick leave. And if, you know, if they have children out of school and they're having to take care of someone, um, then they can apply for this. So employers are eligible for payroll tax credits in connection with providing paid leave equal to 50% of the qualified wages up to 10 grand. So um, basically if you're at home and you're having to take care of family members and you're covered under this and you're not penalized for not being at work and then the employer can get reimbursed for that. So yeah, a lot of benefits here. That's right. A lot of benefits there for, for you know, small employers and for employees. Um, also, for just – we'll just run through a few other things real quick here uh, related to this. There is um, delay of payment for employer payroll taxes. Um, they can delay paying their payroll taxes all the way to the end of 2020. Um, so that's an added benefit. Also um, – the due dates for contributions to retirement plans and health savings accounts mm. has been extended. You know, we knew that retirement uh, following your, your taxes was extended till mid-July. Well, they've also extended the contribution deadline for IRAs, retirement plans, company retirement plans, and HSA accounts and MSA accounts to the same date to the July 15th date. Yeah, they also have tax-favored withdrawals from retirement plans. So anything you're taking out of IRAs, annuities, or retirement plans— 
will not be subject to the 10% penalty on early distributions, nor are they subject to the 20% mandatory uh, withholding. And taxpayers may then elect to um, spread that income um, you know, over a three-year period beginning with 2020 to lower the actual tax burden. And uh, tax, taxpayers may also avoid income recognition by repaying the distribution to the retirement plan within three years. Normally, it's 60 days. So in yeah. essence, they're taking a three-year loan from the retirement plan. Man, they're just pulling out all the stops to give people liquidity to get Abs- through this. Give you some options, yes. Yeah. So you can take money out of your retirement plan, and you get to pay it back for three years. That's kind of crazy. I've never yeah. never heard of that before. Well, so. CPAs are probably, their heads are probably spinning on this. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how you'd account for that. But, uh, yeah, that's that's a very interesting provision. Um, and then also, um, you know, loans from qualified employer plans up to $100,000, Increase from fifty thousand dollars are permitted in the next six months, <clears throat> and the repayment dates for those loans are delayed for an entire year. <clears throat> um, there's also a temporary waiver of the RMD rules, the required minimum distribution rules. Um, they're waived for all of 2020 for IRAs, inherited IRAs, and retirement plans. Um, five-year distributions beginning this year will now begin will be six-year distributions. So they're ignoring 2020 mm-hmm. for the five-year distribution rule um, for folks. And then also for IRAs, 401ks, and other retirement owners, um, a participant can roll their RMD back into their plan for 60 days or even up to three years if they can show that it's a COVID-related impact Hmm. um, on that. So that's going to be interesting to see folks trying to do that, (laughs) how that's going to be going to be done. And then um, charitable contribution deductions um, for years beginning this year um, for tax years, uh, eligible taxpayers are entitled to a small above the line deduction for $300 for charitable contributions, bypassing the itemized deduction limitations. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's interesting. And then, you know, the CARES Act, they'll suspend any charitable contribution uh, limitations as long as the contribution doesn't exceed the taxpayer's adjusted gross income. So you can give all the way up to your AGI um, rather than the 50% cash rule that used to apply. So interesting stuff here. I mean, it's just an incredible amount of money that's yeah. being poured into the into the system, John. And, um, and I think, yeah, I think as we look at this, you know, I, I, we were talking about this earlier. I heard Mnuchin talk about this, um, earlier and, you know, the, 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 when they built this, they built it for an eight to 12 week type, um, right. Filler. Right. So that would put us out into June or July timeframe. And, and, uh, so that's where the healthcare piece, you know, April is probably going to be a, a challenging month and hopefully we turn the corner, uh, in April, and the economy starts to open back up in May, and starts really going in June and July. That's that's the plan, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it certainly has great in, intentions, and uh, you know, four months hopefully will get us beyond this. So I think it's it's a good act. I think there's going to be some unintended consequences. It'll be interesting to see how this unfolds about yeah. a month and a half down the road. But uh, you know, meanwhile, um, it's going to pour a lot of money into people's hands very quickly, and 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 you should you know, hopefully stem the tide of, of small businesses and, and employees and everybody else struggling during this difficult time. All right. Well, that leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah, this question has to do with individual stocks and uh, low interest rates. Uh, people see a lot of, you know, good yields out there, good dividend yields. Um, you know, this person said, I see some that are in the 5% range, even 10%. Is it a good idea to go buy those stocks? And, um, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, no. Let, let me give you a, a real world example. Ford uh, Motor Company. Yep. 
They have lost 70% of their value over the last five years, and they were a great dividend payer. They just suspended their dividend. So all those four, and I know some people who own a lot of Ford stock, um, they were counting on that dividend for income. It's gone, and they have lost 50% of their value in one year. So, man, when the dividend yield is high, you got to be really careful. Yeah, there's a reason the dividend yield is high. It's because the stock price has plummeted. And usually they suspend the dividend shortly thereafter. They say the dividend yields high, but it's based on the trailing dividend. Yeah. Last year's dividend, not this year's dividend. And so, you know, if the dividend is way up there, there's probably something wrong with the stock. Um, it's probably not going to last. You're, you're buying a stock that's in distress. There's a good chance if things get worse, it could go bankrupt. Yeah, so, I mean, the average <clears throat> S&P dividend yield right now is is probably 2%. Right. I right. Mean, so if you see a five percent or six or a ten, uh, you know you got you got to pause because there's some issues with that company and maybe even that industry. And we do have people wanting wanting to buy individual stocks. Very risky right now. I mean, there's some industries that may um, you know there may be reorganization. So uh, you got to be careful with individual stocks. Yeah, you got to be very very careful. And you know when they get in the stress, i.e., a really high dividend, there's a reason for it. So don't don't fall in that trap is our recommendation. Okay, and that leads up to our next topic here, and that is, is it time to buy stocks, John, in general? Well, not individual, but yes. Yes. The stock market. <clears throat> yeah, and, and you know, you don't have to stand in line at Costco to buy these stocks on sale, right? No, no you don't. No. You don't. No, I mean, you these can, are easy to buy. You can invest from the comfort of your home, and this is a discussion out of uh, Forbes, a guy named David Ray, and it's really interesting. You know, a, a few people ask if they should should, should buy now, and, uh, and some people say, should I sell everything and invest in uh, a lifetime supply of toilet paper. And I think maybe that's what's happening out there. It seems like it, doesn't it? My goodness. I don't know where toilet paper is, but uh, we do see a lot of questions on when is the right time to buy stocks. We do have a lot of people adding money now. Um, Some people say, hey, should I exit the stock market? And and, um, we we don't think so. I mean, we think that markets will recover. They always have. Could it drop further? It, It certainly could. No one knows that. But you know, what we see is the people who typically see their financial futures damaged the most in a financial crisis are the ones who completely bail. And so we're going to go through some examples. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of investing in the market historically has been a great way to build wealth. Yeah. And it's hard to imagine sitting here a year from now, not looking back on today, thinking, wow, that was a great time to get in the market. You know, I mean, because I had an extra 25 percent bump when mm-hmm. it recovered, you know, so. I, we'll, we'll see, though. I mean, you know, but can, can stocks help you build wealth? And, of course, absolutely they can. I mean, when you're looking at building wealth over your lifetime, you know, different starting points may bring a better return. And if you buy when the markets are down, obviously that's a better time than buying when they're at, you know, at a high. Um, when you look back over over long periods of time. That being said, I mean, the more time you have investing in the stock market, the better your chances for building life-changing wealth. And so if you set aside money every single month and invested those into a diversified portfolio over your working career, um, you would have had a tough time not benefiting from the stellar returns that the market's given, you know, over the last 10, 20, 30, or 40 years. So, you know, yes, I mean, it, it does help to do it when markets are down, like now, if you have a chunk of money to put in. But in terms of building wealth over your lifetime, being consistent is even more important. Yeah, and when the news of the world turns negative, you may be tempted to stop saving or, or you know stockpile cash or go to cash in your investments. And you know we've currently seen a dramatic pro- uh, drop in the prices of some of the best companies out there around the world. And of course, that means shareholders of those stocks have seen their account balances drop. But you know 
their number of shares have not dropped. Number of shares have stayed the same and even increased right. some with dividend reinvestments. And if you've done some rebalancing as well. So um, consider thinking of those losses in a different way. So those companies' shares can now be purchased on sale. And as the stock prices decline, the odds of you having above average returns going forward actually increases substantially. So if you walked into Nordstrom and there was a 30 to 40% sale, would you buy less? clothing? No, you would probably buy more if you're in there exactly. to buy clothes. So exactly. view this as an opportunity. And we don't know where the markets are going to go from, you know, from here. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future results. But you know, we can look back at history and draw some conclusions. Yeah, I mean, it could always go lower. But again, if you step back and think a year out, you know, looking back on this, it's hard to imagine this not being a good time to buy stocks. And for those of you that are just beginning to invest, I mean, perhaps you start with your 401k at work. You know, you can set up automatic contributions from your paycheck into a diversified portfolio and just forget about it. I mean, you know, and okay, I mean, don't completely forget about it, but, you know, try to increase your contributions over time. If you can set up automatic contribution increases, that's huge to get your percentage up to 15%, as we talk about often on this show, John. Um, but if you have a large amount of money sitting in a bank and you're you're afraid of the stock market right now will go lower, I mean, you know, sure, break up your contributions, maybe do it over four months, but still, you know, getting money to work and when the market's low like this, it is an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, one thing we all need to understand is bear markets, it always seems like the world's ending um, when you're in the middle of one. And time and time again, when recessions and bear markets have occurred, the same thing has always happened. It, they've ended and the markets have gone back up. And when people seem to think a situation is hopeless, um, you know, you, you want to still be invested. We saw back in 2009 that the stock market started a long march upwards, and that was well before the longstanding effects of the financial crisis. And so why don't you just talk a little bit about the data and how we, we think the data is going to change, but the markets are going to go ahead and kind of see, you know, in, 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 into that a little bit. In other words, yeah. people think, well, I'm going to get out of the market. I'm going to get back in when, when everything's hunky-dory. That's not how it works. No, no, that's not how it works. I mean, you know, the markets are, 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 are very unpredictable and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not like that um, at all, John. You I mean, can't predict when the markets are going to go back up, right? No, you can't. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you just gotta, you got it, you got to be in it for the long term, and um, so you you have to realize that the the data doesn't, um, you know, it's not going to tell you, you know, exactly yeah. when the and markets are going to turn. And we've been through that before, right? I mean, we've been through these type of issues before: terrorist attacks, inflation stagnation, SARS, and so forth. And, and this time is not going to be any different than that. We don't think. We, we can't tell the exact date is going to turn around. But um, so, you know, if you look at, if you listen to the, the Dave Ramseys of the world and the Warren Buffetts, um, you know, they've profited very, very well when they buy, when everybody else is running for the exit. So many of those who have been wise enough to invest during the darkest days of, of modern history have ultimately been rewarded for their foresight and bravery. And you know, there's no reason to think this time is any different. So Buffett has famously given the wise piece of investment advice, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fe fearful. So, you know, we'll let you gauge the, the current public sentiment for yourself. But um, there are ways to, um, you know, to get through the coronavirus, um, the crash, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you just got to be in it for the long haul and, and you know, think past today, think past where the markets are today and, and just you know, think long term and realize that, you know, this too shall pass. Markets always have recovered. And, um, you know, this one will, too. We just got to give it some time and 
and focus on your long-term goals. There, there, let me just mention, there was a study done after 2007 and eight um, of different you know investment actions, people that stayed invested, people that went to cash, and basically staying invested worked, right? Because the markets came back. So that's kind of what we recommend here. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, and that leads us up here to our prescription of the week. Yeah, this prescription has to do with kind of the theme. You know, if you've been impacted by uh, COVID-19, um, spend some time understanding the potential benefits available to you and your family, um, whether it's pay time off uh, because you're taking uh, care of a family member, unemployment insurance, the small benefits, um, you know, the the loans out there and so forth. And if you have questions, you know, we've been studying this uh, here in our office and um, would be happy to help you. Uh, answer questions. We can we can certainly we don't have all the answers because not all the answers are out there, but we can point you in the right direction and give you um, some help on your personal financial situation. If you have questions, please reach out to us. Yeah, take advantage of all those benefits that are out there. We talked about earlier. You know, the unemployment insurance. The you're going to get the uh, you're going to get the, the the check or the deposit to your account on um, the twelve hundred dollars, regardless. But you know, make sure if you're running a small business, if you're a sole proprietor or you've been laid off, that you take advantage of those things. And so um, look into that and, um, you know, just, just uh, you know, hang in there. Think long term. Yeah. And if you need help, reach out to us. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's been this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check us on our website, moneymd.net. Email us your questions at uh, Richard Young Associates. Well, just log in to Richard Young Associates and link to us there, and you can give us a call at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVistor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor.